Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today I'm hanging out with Nicole Osborne. She was voted one of the 20, one of 2020's top 30 marketers that inspire by MarkEd.Live, along with the likes of Rand Fishkin, Seth Godin, and Andrew Davis. Nicole is currently a marketing coach for digital agency owners. She's based in London, is originally from Eastern Germany, and she runs a program called Wonder Stars. Nicole, welcome to the program. Oh, Brent, thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to this. Thank you. So I know your specialty is helping do marketing coaching for agency owners. And I'm curious, why why marketing for you? Why does this part of the entrepreneurial journey of the agency journey, why does this light you up? I guess I've always been really passionate about marketing. I, I grew up in former Eastern Germany and marketing really didn't exist because companies just produced their ware and you, you were just expected to buy it. But then I come on really quickly, actually, that you had to stand out. You know, you had to get noticed by your dream clients. And for me, the methodology of doing that was really good marketing. So I wanted to study business. I studied marketing straight away. And I've always worked in marketing. And I've worked with many agencies over the years, corporate side. And then I set up my own business. So it's one of these things. My, my parents had their own businesses. I eventually wanted to have my own business. So it's, it's almost like a way of thinking for me. I always like to make things good, look good, and sound good. And I guess, in essence, that's what marketing is and really connecting to your audience. So yeah, always done it, always wanted to do it. Very nice. And and what's your, kind of paint us a picture of how you got involved in the agency space in particular? Mm-hmm. So when I was working at the ranks in, in marketing and corporate sites, I was working for the FT, uh, some other cool companies. We were always lucky enough to work with some amazing agencies, whether that was on digital projects, social media projects, website projects. And I've always learned it's such a relationship building. And I really, really enjoyed that about being able to pick really good expertise and, and, and bring them to the table and then work with them. Um, when I went to start my own company, one of my first gigs was actually working for a tech agency. I became the outsourced marketing director because I felt, well, I might as well build on what I'm really passionate about. And I often see agency owners, and I'm sure Brandy will relate to that, that they're so into working for their clients and they do the most amazing things when it comes to the marketing but then they really struggle to establish what makes them different and to really sort of tell their stories and reach out to their audience. And it's something I passionately believe in, helping people to be more visible, showing off their expertise. So for me, it was a really natural fit. That's how I really got into it. You bring up an interesting topic, and I know it's something that a lot of agency owners struggle with, which is they're, and they might be marketers for their clients. They might do SEO, they might do inbound, they might do, I mean, websites as a marketing function. And when it comes to their own marketing, so for some reason, 
all bets are off, right? Clients marketing, super clear. Hey, the client does this. This is the website we're going to build. When it comes to their own website, it's like, uh, and even the second that they finish their website, if they go through the pain. I mean, I know from my own experience, we would go through the process of redoing our site. And by the time that thing was live, I was already like looking at it. And I was already planning for the next one. I was already like, well, we're going to, you know, I already know what the next website's going to look like. Right. And I, it, it's almost, I mean, I think the, the phrase is, you know, the cobbler's kids never have, you know, never have shoes or they always have holes in them or whatever. Talk to me about this. Why is it so hard as marketers and as agency owners to market our own businesses? Well, I guess it's starts of part of it. Like we take ourselves for granted. Um, you know, we know what we like, what our specialties are. And it's, it's actually really hard to, to verbalize that. And perhaps sometimes we also shy about it. You know, we're not often taught to sort of speak up and say, hey, this is what makes me different. This is what makes me great. So I think there's that. And then the second thing is that, you know, we start our agencies, we become really busy with client work, we enjoy what we do, but we find it really hard to, to make time for our own marketing. And <laughs> it's not something we really madly enjoy. It's kind of really easy to put it off over time. And I think you're absolutely right, Brent, in what you said in terms of the how, the how hard it is to, to finish off your own website because you absolutely want it to be perfect. You set yourself these ridiculously high standards, so you're never really going to complete it. And I've just recently looked at some agency uh, owner websites for my YouTube channel to sort of find out what would make a good about us page, what what stands out in terms of agency branding or home pages. And it's really about showing personality. Now, showing some personality takes being brave, right? <laughs> it takes sort of leaving behind that being really uncomfortable with talking about yourself. So, one thing I, I work a lot and with my clients and I really enjoy it is, is bringing out their stories because if you can bring out your agency stories your wise your success stories with your clients the whole marketing yourself becomes easier step by step so it's a gratitude process you know you, you won't wake up one morning all of a sudden thinking oh my god I really want to market myself but the key to really getting to work with the kind of clients who get you you get what you're about you pay you work is marketing yourself well and, and really attracting your dream clients. So it's worth overcoming that pain. But boy, we've all felt it. I think we all struggled with completing our own marketing projects, talking about ourselves. You know, my first website didn't even have a picture of myself on there. And thinking that I was setting myself as a marketing coach, that was never going to work, right? <laughs> I had to really overcome that as well. And I love helping my clients overcome that fear. And you see the successes and attracting the right kind of clients to work with. But yeah, all been there. <laughs> Hey, what's up, agency owners? Quick question for you. Could your client retention rate be better? Most small businesses are terrible at closing leads, so it's pretty common to churn lead gen clients quickly. But I've been really impressed with a new all-in-one marketing platform that actually closes leads without clients having to get involved. The platform, which is called High Level, is built specifically for agencies, and the best part is you can white-label it so you can present it to your clients as your own software and collect that sticky software revenue in addition to your services charges each month. High Level normally has a 14-day free trial, but as a member of the YouGurus community, you have access to an extended 30-day trial, which you can access at gohighlevel.com forward slash YouGurus. That's gohighlevel.com forward slash U-G-U-R-U-S. All right, let's get back to the program. You mentioned the telling or showing some personality. Mm-hmm. And... I'd love to hear some examples of that mm-hmm. because I, I've seen this done really well. I mean, I think most people probably don't do it, right? They don't mm-hmm. really bring enough of their 
own unique flair to the table because we're scared that, you know, it's going to repel the right people or yeah. something or or we try to make ourselves look bigger mm. or, you know, more established than maybe we really are. Right. I mean, I, I remember back when we had first uh, really taken our business full time. It was like me and my business partner in our downtown condo mm -hmm. and you know, our website made us look like this big corporation. Like we were this 500 person business. And, you know, when we would attract clients and I think there was, there was literally a letdown. Like one time I had this guy come in and he was paying like seven grand for a website. I think I've told this story in the podcast before. And he came, he came in and was like, you know, oh, I thought, you know, he met us at our, our place. He was just committed to meeting in person. And he met us at our place and he was like, I, you know, I thought you guys were way bigger. Like he was kind of let down. Right. And I always thought to myself, it would have been probably better to tell people instead of, hey, we're this big web solution company, right? Like, we're just two dudes in a downtown loft, right? If you want a big company, go somewhere else. We're two dudes in a loft. We're going to crush it for you. But how do you, and I think we had a lot of fear and in, in, in insecurity around that. But what's a good amount of personality? Like, what's, a, what, what's an example of good? And then what's an example of maybe somebody taking this too far? Okay, so a good example, I think someone I, I really look up to is actually Corey Dots. Uh, he's the founder of L Creative uh, Brand Design and Marketing Agency. And I feel he has a really good mixture of showing off the personality of his company. He uses some 70s style imageries, which is really unusual for a digital agency. Um, he, he talks about uh, the things they really enjoy doing. Uh, he's got some really bold colors and his copy is just such fun. It's, it is really engaging. And uh, I actually know his favorite uh, niche is, is working with uh, property and land developers over in Australia. And if you think about it, they could potentially be wanting to work with really corporate looking and sounding uh, agencies. But actually, they love working with Corey because he has got personality and his website oozes personality. And by the time they get his sales proposals, Often they're already sold on the idea of working with Corey because he shows up his expertise and his, his personality. And the other thing Corey does really cleverly, I would really encourage you to have a look, is his own personal branding website. It is so in tune with his agency brand. For example, he uses uh, the same colors just in reverse and it's equally just as fun. So Brent, you asked me what would be showing too much um, personality. So I guess it's, it's a little bit like a question like what's okay to post on social media or not. And I always say, if you believe that you are okay for your potential clients to see the post and your message, it's okay to post. So I think that my recommendation is always to go for more personality because the worst you can do is, is to be really bland, boring. I like to call it being vanilla. Because let's face it, in the digital agency world, many of us agencies, we deliver exactly the same service and very, very similar packages. So what else do we have to show up what makes us different? It's personality, it's your agency stories, it's your team. So I often see agency sites which are so bland, you know, I have maybe graphics and everyone uses the same kind of stock photos and graphics. There's not much noteworthy about it. And if you think about it, people, either business owners themselves or marketing um, executives, marketing managers and bigger companies, they get a bit bored with their jobs as well. And they have to justify back to their senior team why they're choosing certain agencies to, to put forward, you know, to either get a proposal for, invite for a pitch, or ask for a proposal straight away. And when you show personality, it's much easier for these people to remember you and to recommend you and say, no, this is one of the top agencies I really want us to talk to them because I think they will get us. It will be fun to work with them. 
Because I guess we have a challenging phase, no matter how much planning goes into the briefing. Sometimes digital, digital projects can carry on and they can become challenging, right? So as the person is choosing an agency, I want to know what is it like to be working with them? What would it like uh, to be working with them? Something goes wrong, you know, perhaps the decision maker changes or we need to have completely new copy, whatever it might be. So if you show your personality and, and you give people an insight of what you like to work with, I think it's a huge plus in marketing. It really makes you stand out. That's awesome. I love I love those insights. I mean, I think just even hearing you say like it's it's hard or maybe you probably won't go too far. I'm sure I've seen somebody go too far, but we could, you know, I, and I've had, <laughs> I personally have had crazy ideas for my own business. And I almost always find those ones where it seems like it's a little bit like outside of your comfort zone. I'll, I'll give you an example. I showed up to a live stream one time dressed in like a panda costume. My whole team ah. was like, you're being super weird and you know, like whatever. And it was like, it was like whatever. Right. So I, this panda thing happened and that was like five years ago. And, and since then it's become this central part of our community where we have like literally this panda party at our U summit where 150 people like dress up like pandas. And I kid you not, like it's become this whole thing that's way beyond what I could have ever imagined had I just, you know, not, you know, had I not done this one little silly thing. Right. And I think that sometimes people kind of keep their, you know, keep, their, like, mm-hmm. keep their guard, down. That, that inner like freakiness. Right. Which I mean, there's, there's, I think that that is what makes people unique. I think you're so on point with this, that, you know, when I go to so many sites that agencies run, like just this over the last couple of days, I was doing some research. I think I was using mm-hmm. clutch going through a bunch of agency sites and I was like, kind of, I mean, when I say going through a bunch, I mean, I went through probably 250 sites doing some mm-hmm. research on a, you know, and it was like, yeah, they all kind of had their own color scheme and stuff like that. But they, you know, really, it was pretty rare to come across the one where it was like, oh, I can tell these people are, are different. And I think the reality is, is our, our potential clients are doing just that. Maybe they're not going through 250 yeah. sites, but they're going through a couple of dozen. And, you know, you have to put your site up in context of what everybody else is doing. I do mm-hmm. want to come back to something, though, uh, and maybe we'll come back to personality again. But you mentioned stories. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about case studies, portfolio things, or what, what do you mean when you say stories? Yeah, actually, a combination. Do, do you know, particularly when it's hard to market ourselves, but when you use stories, it's, it's so much easier to make your message memorable. So when I look at agencies and, and stories, I want to hear the story of the founder. Why did they set up their business? What what was their journey been like? Um, one of my clients is actually on his uh, second business and we came up with this whole phrase, oh, he's an entrepreneur with the battle scars and actually his target markets are startup companies so that's really an attractive story to 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 his audience because they can relate to that um i want to hear stories about how the team works together what they enjoy doing when they have a team meeting or when they have some time off because you know you work with people and, and a logo and a name doesn't really give that much you want to really know what they're like yes of course as you said friend client success stories are, are really important right because essentially you're showing off what kind of transformation you can achieve for your clients uh, by using your best uh, portfolio cases, you know, how you work with your clients, uh, what successes they've seen. So it's an absolute combination of stories. I think there can never be enough stories. And if they're really real and authentic stories, you will never get tired of, of telling them. I'll give you an example. You know, you, you mentioned your underwear. I once stood on stage and I had a picture of David Hasselhoff behind me. 
And I talked about how growing up in Eastern Germany, we really admired David Hasselhoff. And potentially, you know, I was in my early 40s, quite an embarrassing story. But people remember me for it because when you tell a story, it, it, it evokes positive emotions, uh, or all the good stuff happens in our brain. And essentially, that's what you want to achieve when you market your agency. You want to have something memorable. So then that person has to go through maybe 250 sites on Clutch or search well back agencies on, on LinkedIn, but there needs to be something in your LinkedIn profile which makes you stand out and makes you look different. And stories absolutely works for that. And I know sometimes it's hard to pick the kind of stories which make you see or make you see in a good light. So I've got a tool for that. And I think, you know, as long as you go through all the different stories, you pick what resonates with your clients, also what your family is happy to share. You know, I think we all need to keep certain things private. And I would never encourage anyone to, to air their dirty washing, but the stories which make you look good, the j- stories which relate to your journey are absolutely brilliant for using in your marketing. So what you're saying is I just need to get a picture of me and David Hasselhoff and absolutely. my LinkedIn profile is going to be complete. My, you know, my homepage will just be me and David Hasselhoff. Everything else will take care of itself. <laughs> That's exaggerating it slightly. <laughs> Maybe for me, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be weird, right? It's, for you, it's an authentic story. For me, it would be like, what's this weird dude authentic. with Dave, David Hasselhoff, right? Who's who's this weird guy with? We, we like David Hasselhoff. We don't like this guy, right? You know, you talk about you talk about your family uh, because I've imagined many of your clients you work with actually are, have a family themselves and perhaps they want to achieve a really good work-life balance. So that's a story which really relates to them. So it does really depend who you want to work with, absolutely. I think something that's happened that I don't think enough people recognize, especially when it comes to marketing your agency, is the blurred line between your official marketing, mm-hmm. i.e. your website, the emails that you send out, and social media. And what kind of advice or boundaries do you give people around how they engage on social? Because I have I mean, people that have, let's say, graduated from our program, right? We became friends on social media and, you know, I love them to death. But then sometimes, you know, they they post stuff and I'm like, well, I don't know if there was a lot of thought put into this one, right? About how you're – and I've definitely not referred people, not because it, what they said was controversial or something, but just because I'm like, man, that seems like a – you know, there's, there's something, you know – I don't know. Maybe that person is not like in the right place to refer people to, right? And and I don't think enough people are applying that filter to their social lens, right? When we go out in the real world and we're at the grocery store and we're or we're, you know, walking through a parking lot or hanging out with friends at a barbecue, right? I mean, I'm sure those those times people get a little too, you know, tipsy or whatever and they say things they don't mean, but like most of the time we have a pretty heavy filter when there's like real humans around us. Then all of a sudden we get into social media and we're, you know, people aren't keeping those same brand values or their company values when they're engaging on that. Any advice for how people extend their marketing strategy to their personal, their quote unquote personal pages, which are also, you know, connected. They, they usually have tons of friends and followers and people that they've probably done business with. Um, how do we market now that I think the lines are blurred between what an official channel is versus like our other profiles? Well, I think you're absolutely right. The lines are so blurred and we have to be so aware of how we come across all our digital channels, right? Because people will check us out on, on, on different platforms. Now, for me, the, the golden rule, and I've done this with solopreneurs or with teams of people, 
always consider that what you're posting, A, is, is it adding value? Why are you posting it? Are you being intentional about it? And then secondly, and I think that's actually most important, how would your potential clients feel if they saw this about you? You have to have that guard because it's, it's a message, you know, it, it could really damage your reputation. So perhaps like an easy example, if you're like a virtual assistant and you pride yourself and helping your clients staying organized and making the most of the limited time they have. If you get posted, oh, it's such a bad day, you know, the client really couldn't, really didn't feel like organizing anything, that's not going to portray you in a really good light. So I think it's absolutely essential that you take your agency brand values, your personal brand values, and you consider so what kind of behavior do we want to see on, on social media? And then if you have a team around you that you train your team, you know, that you really make them aware of the boundaries. And I think it's also okay for you to decide, okay, out of all my social media channels, which is a channel where I really communicate with my friends. And, you know, you can even say, so if you see me on my Facebook uh, personal profile, that's my personal stuff. Um, If you want my business tips, go to my business page, uh, come and see me on LinkedIn. I think it's, I think absolutely fine to reserve certain channels just for you and your friends, still being mindful that other people might see it, and then uh, reserve business channels and really say explicitly what those channels are. And I would imagine perhaps that's your business Facebook page, your Instagram page, your, your LinkedIn profile, whatever it might be. But yes, uh, the boundaries can be very blurry and we have to be aware of it. And it is changing all the time as you know, as new platforms are coming up, like Clubhouse. It's not that new any longer, but you know, there are so many people on there and they're talking about and they're showing off how great they are now. Is that really true? Always, you know, are they really showing integrity? <laughs> I think we just have to be careful and mindful of that. Um, <laughs> do you know the nice thing was, as you know, I'm a real champion of personal branding, of figuring out what you're about. When you find something which is so authentically you, it, it's not an act. It's quite easy to, to keep it up and consistently be that person. So I'd always encourage people to think about what makes you you, what are you happy to share? And what are you not happy to share? <laughs> Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's e, the number two, m, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. I feel like if you put a disclaimer on a profile that said, oh, this is my personal profile, you know, if you want to follow my business, I, I almost feel like if your clients did happen to come across that, they might even look more intently like it's almost, <laughs> it would almost have the reverse, uh, maybe have the reverse uh, results that maybe you'd want, right? Like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't look at this or give me a pass, right? I feel like if I was hiring somebody and their personal profile was full of like, you know, conflict and vitriol, I'd be like, ah, I'm going to pass. But maybe, you know, maybe other people are different. You mentioned two uh, kind of types of values is your agency kind of brand values and your mm-hmm. personal values. You also mentioned this word authentic, which I think is, I don't know, it feels like one of those words that gets put out there a lot in the marketing yeah. and branding space. Like, oh, just be authentic. Just be authentic. I know. Right? I, know. I don't see and then everybody's, everybody's like being authentic. And then you're like, wait a minute. Are we all being inauthentic right now? Because we're all trying to be authentic. Like, I don't know. What is what is that? Right. So, so talk to me a little bit about how you discover that for yourself, because I think this idea of being authentic 
And almost sometimes when we try to be authentic, we almost, by, you know, by virtue of something like that, we almost become inauthentic. So how do you discover something like what is your authentic voice? Mm-hmm. Like who are you really kind of stuff? I mean, this gets into some big mindset stuff, I imagine. But like how do you discover some of those values that really you can say, hey, this is my authentic space or really how I want to show up in the world? Yeah, it's a really good question, Brent. And it is really challenging, right? Um, one easy tool to use to just sort of free your creative juices because you know, we hear, what's your authentic self? What are your personal brand values? And we just want to hide. <laughs> That's how it makes us feel. So one way to, to, to smash through that is to actually think about how you don't want to be perceived. Uh, perhaps what's a celebrity or personality who, who you really can't stand and how do you not want to be perceived? So, yeah, some of you might uh, know uh, Lee Matthew Jackson. I think, Brent, obviously, you work with him on Cloudraise, and he's been on your podcast as well. So for, for Lee, you know, he's a family man. He wears his baseball cap. So I would imagine his anti-version <laughs> wears a suit all the time. He'd be way too busy to ever talk to anyone. He'd constantly on his phone, constantly be worried about getting the next big deal, constantly driving his sports car. And for most of you, you know Lee, he's the exact opposite of that. You know, he's a family man. He's not afraid of posting about struggles of being a dad of a young child. He's he's very much into valuing his time, working with the right clients. So he's the exact opposite. So as a starting point, think about how you do not wish to be perceived. And of course, personal brand values, that goes so much deeper. You know, you, you want to reach out to your clients, your friends, how people perceive you. And then you want to marry that up with how you perceive yourself. But just as a starting point, think about what would be the worst version of yourself because that will really get your creative juices flowing. And also it evolves over time. You know, as you become more confident in how you come across, who you want to work with, what, what you have to give, you, you will build on them. But it's a really good starting point. I've found, and I don't know if you, you've also found this, Nicole, but I found just even sitting down and writing out some of this oh. stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be like your brand values on a placard on the wall of, you know, but I think even just journaling and saying, hey, how do I want to show up as uh, on an individual level in, in my quote unquote marketing, right? Which is our, all of our social media channels mm-hmm. that have, you know, maybe hundreds or, or thousands of followers um, on them. How do we want our agency show, to show up? Sometimes I find that just writing those ideas yeah. down is a, an amazing first step to Absolutely. seeing that stuff happen kind of in the real world. Like it makes it concrete. It goes from this idea that's on repeat in our heads, kind of a concrete idea that you can then share and maybe repeat and then even use as a filter for, for some of these types of, of channels. It's amazing. I've seen some amazing work on, on, on whiteboards or post-it notes and then grouping things. Um, yeah, it's something about how our creative juices free themselves when we write it down or perhaps record yourself. I, I remember I don't like taking notes. I can never read my handwriting. So I, I used to just um, record things on, on, on video and just listen back to the audio. So whatever works for you, just, just do it. And don't do it all in one go. You know, take a break, go out for coffee, go for a walk, sleep on it. I wouldn't hurry it. Um, so really take your time. But yeah, absolutely, as Brent said, journaling also really works. Nicole, this has been super fascinating. I think my biggest takeaway from this episode is to be more of yourself in your personal marketing and personal branding, also in your business. And 
just try to bring more of those unique characteristics that you have that maybe you think are a little bit too weird or crazy or nobody's going to resonate with them. Almost bring more of that out in your stories that you tell your potential clients and you talk about when you're trying to get business and, and, and tell the story of your business and also in just how you communicate in general about your agency. Just, you know, if you have those unique characteristics that those are really your advantages. I mean, that's really what I'm taking from our conversation today, which I think is a fantastic message for our listeners. Are you ready for our lightning round? Um, <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? All right. What what is the best advice you've ever received? The advice I've ever received was know what your success looks like. Because it's different for all of us, right? And the more we know what makes us happy, the more we can go after it. So yeah, know what your personal success looks like. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? you could probably tell I'm a little bit energetic. Um, I'm also really quite positive. I actually can't help myself always thinking glass is half full. So I have a lot of determination and people often say to me when they speak to me, they feel better. And I think a lot of coaching is, is obviously to help people make up their goals and break them into action steps, but also make them feel like they can do it. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely using with that kind of empathy and German structure and all of that. So it helps can you share an internet resource, a tool, or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? Mm-hmm. Um, one app I really like is Headspace, and it's a meditation app, and you can meditate on it. It's built by some really digitally aware guys. There's also some amazing focus um, music. I use that quite often when I struggle to focus. Uh, you can meditate for two minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So I'd definitely say check that out. It's called Headspace. Awesome. Love that app. What book would you recommend and why? Wow. So with this question, um, at the moment, I read a lot for fun, but um, one book which really made a big impact on me, it was actually recommended um, by a client to me, was called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And it's by Greg McKeon. And it's all about figuring out what really matters to you, you know, learning where you can make the biggest contribution, what makes you happy, learning about saying no. Learning to slow down. And yeah, I, I, I went through it just before the interview and I was like, wow, you know, I crossed out so many things and I've highlighted stuff and like, yeah, I've done those things. So yeah, no, so I definitely recommend Essentialism. It's not got a very girly design on it, uh, but it was a very good client who recommended it. So I just went and bought it and it's brilliant. <laughs> very nice. Well, we will make sure to link out to Essentialism, one of my favorite books. So thanks for Plug in oh. that book. I love love hearing <laughs> hearing people talk about it, and I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you'd read a book like that uh, too many times. I think it's definitely That's something fine. you could come back to. I've I've read it a couple times and really love love the message. We'll also link out to Headspace uh, mm-hmm. on our show notes page. Go to yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Nicole's photo right up there at the top. Click on her. You'll see lots of takeaways, gold nuggets links, all that good stuff to the stuff that we've mentioned on today's show. Nicole, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Mm-hmm. Easiest way is to come to my website, which is wonderstars.com. You will find all the links to my socials there. I share most of my social media marketing tips, what makes a great website, agency website on my YouTube channel. So check that out. And if sometimes you're stuck for content ideas, what stories to share on your, on your social media channels, I have this freebie. Just look it up. It's on my downloads and it shares 30 days of content inspiration, 
Plus, in the nurturing sequence, you get my story finder tool. So you can really work which stories to use for your agency. Awesome. We will also link out to wonderstars.com. So if you're on the road, on a run, and you just all you leave is the idea that you need to follow up with Nicole, check it out. Yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We'll link out to Wonderstars. We'll also go ahead and do the heavy lifting and link out to your social profiles and probably just link directly to your downloads page and the story finder and all that good stuff. So we'll organize it all for our, our amazing listeners, as well as those book recommendations, the agency owner you mentioned earlier uh, to follow if you want to get a link out to that person. Uh, we'll make sure to have that organized for you on our show notes page, uh, just like we have with every single episode. Also, if you're hanging out, listen to this podcast, definitely check out our free Facebook group, Profitable Digital Agencies. We always live stream these shows to that group. So if you want to actually watch the interview on video, check out our Profitable Digital Agency Owners group. We'll link to that in our show notes as well. Nicole, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Thanks for having me. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Brian. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.